see that because he wasn't listening when we needed the ball. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and he's showing her how to kick. Yeah, sorry there. about that. I had to stop it, Wawa. Uh-huh, mm-hmm. <laughs> how was John Gold? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so fuck Philly. episode 210 of you from 202 after a uh, a hard fought draw and another expedition to the larger delaware river estuary the southern borders of greater new jersey come back with a point and geoguessr i guess has advanced in its cup run I wasn't able to make it, so I, I'm going full Terry right now, John Terry, wearing my kit, even though I didn't play the game. Um, so, on, on the whole, it's been a pretty successful haul for the New York Red Bulls and ASC GeoGuessr, the good, the two good red teams in the world. Uh, we're pre- previewing Chicago, meanwhile, on Wednesday, and are we playing somebody on the weekend as well? We are playing International Club de Football Miami. Oh, is that there? Yeah. Chicago and Miami this week. That's a fun one. But how are we feeling after this uh, this latest point down in Chester, Pennsylvania? It was a wild one, wasn't it? I feel kind of tired still, to be honest. Did we talk about DC? We, well, no. Did we? No. I can't remember. No, we didn't. I yeah. guess we, didn't. we recorded before that. See, that was that game was so easy yeah, and so simple, so easy that it's G-G, like G-G, I G-G, easy. freaking yeah. forgot about it. <laughs> yeah, okay. It was really a tour of all the fucked minor cities along smaller <laughs> rivers in uh, in in the East Coast. Uh, so we can talk about DC too. I mean, uh, really, just even worse than Hartford properly bend them yeah wow that's a that's that is does not reflect well on them that hartford put up a better game i guess hartford did say that they tried whereas the new uh (laughs) dc manager the first name i thought of obviously it's not him but the first name when i was just thinking of a generic regen name chad pennington chad (laughs) pennington the new uh but not that not that chad pennington a different chad pennington chad ashton chad oh is it uh, is that really it yeah fuck i was just the calling everyone chad <laughs> chad fucking pashton uh ashton yeah pat pat ashton yeah pat, oh pat pat ashton yeah, yeah. Pat, oh, pat pat chadson oh yeah yeah mm-hmm. right yes Ash, ashley chadson yeah him too uh i mean dc's had so, so, so many heavy hitters coming through their back room that's true. The boot room, as they call it, is uh oh, are they one of those teams? They're 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 the boot. They have they've had a boot room that they I'm sure they they transported from RFK to Audi Field mm. that uh, you know burned in a fire during the construction of Audi Field, of course. But right, um, they they remade a replica and and then it sank into the swamp. That's where all of the the knowledge is stored. That's where. American soccer emanates. Yeah, the from. the four MLS cups they won back in the nineties, all because of that boot room. Um, but yeah, he claimed to 
basically be like, yeah, we're not, we're not really trying. We just play a second <laughs> team squad, which I guess is true. But, but the thing I, is, why? is that that's not that much. That's not that much different from DC's normal squad. I mean, DC's normal squad is almost as young as us, and like that's why yeah. that's part of the reason why Lasada apparently got binned is because he was pissed that he wanted more toys and uh, they were just playing academy kids. So it's just like I don't know. That's feels, funny feels like a healthy club that's trying to play kids would be able to shift down a string and still kind of replicate the same kind of style we managed to do it. I mean, sometimes pretty ugly, but we we, Philly, we don't get we don't get blown out like that. I mean, Philly also did a version of it, <clears throat> um, and they've been half decent, right? Um, but I mean, fuck, even Dallas is back on the up again. They were in the gutter last two years, but mm. now they're kind of crawling back out again. Fuck, even Houston is doing okay now, but D.C., ooh. Um, th- I mean, that's funny, too, because when Lasada took over, I, one of the things I was a little bit more impressed with was that he had no hesitation to to bench all the old yeah. you know, MLS B team, all MLS he, second team. He apparently guys. hated Paul Areola, which you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he never actually existed. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I mean, also similarly, maybe to Hartford in a superficial way, uh, is that they're like, oh yeah, our strategy was to not really go for it in the cup because we're conserving energy for the league. Where it's like. Why was that your strategy? Why, like, I don't know. Why not have a fucking cup run? Mm-hmm. There's there's 34 league matches. You guys yeah. are already in the hole. It's yeah. no, nobody's going to remember if y'all finished like seventh instead of 12. You're not getting like, relegated. Also like, oh, gee, good. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess if they kept going. Realistically, they're only going to have one or two more games in the cup anyway, right? Mm. Like, no one's going to remember if they played a slightly more tired week in, in fucking June of, of this year when looking at the standings. Not to get relegated. Really, really a bizarre decision from his part. I think I under, I recognized one player in their 11, though, on the day. I don't... Oh, it was Durkin, who's back from mm-hmm. Scotland. Mm-hmm. Belgium. Did he not go to Scotland? He went to Belgium. It was Mueller who went to Scotland. Oh, I thought Durkin went to Scotland too. There's all these Chris's, man. All these, all dramatic these, all these, yeah, all these, yeah, all these, all these little. I thought you said dramatic Chris's because oh, yeah. <laughs> they're being dramatic. I have to go to Europe now. The yeah, yeah, but and then Hamid. Did Hamid even? Did he even oh, arrive yeah. in oh, Denmark? Yeah, that was fucking weird. I freaking forgot about oh, that. He went to, he, he went yeah, to Midgetland yeah. for like six months and then came back. And then there was like no big deal after after <laughs> D, after DC had like breaking breaking broken salary cap rules to sign like David Ousted like that shit. Oh, that was going oh yeah, and all for the sake of Bill Hamid going to Denmark for like ten minutes. That was that Vancouver guy, right? Yep. Yeah. That had like that one good season, right? Yeah. Yep. Damn. His career. He really kind of fucked his career. Yeah. In that six month span. Because then I feel like also that was the period where Zach Steffen became the new new MLS golden boy, you know, yeah, yeah. It boy. And, and Hamid's never vexed. He got hurt the week before our cup tie. So even if we, we, I don't even know if he's first choice or not, but we weren't going to see him either way. Um, so when do we think, um, Chris Armis's name's going to be thrown into the ring, uh, for, you know, the DC permanent head coach. Well, gig? well how many more, is he still showing up to man United <laughs> these last couple weeks? Oh yeah. Um, he's, he's still, He's, I wasn't sure exactly what the status of the Ralph he's, show is. He's now. still stealing all the little soaps from the, you know, from the <laughs> Gary Neville hotel. 
downtown is or sorry city center um and uh but actually uh chris armis <laughs> is well <laughs> maybe this is in doubt now after the last couple of weeks but um supposedly chris armis is in talks to join um jesse's staff at leeds next oh season my God. <laughs> <laughs> But that all assumes that Jesse keeps that job, which he might stay up. Yeah, yeah. The um, man. But I, I feel like Chris Armas would be a good fit for DC. They need a little Ben Olsen energy. I feel like. Yeah, he's their know? speed. And, yeah. 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 <laughs> the word "good" is carrying a lot of weight there. <laughs> what is good? I don't know. From our perspective, from I don't know. It, it makes synergistic sense. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, in a certain way, yes, he would be good for them. Honestly, <laughs> it might, it might, he might even fit in at Leeds a little bit, just sort of being... Oh, going back to being Jesse's, just like, you know... Or I just meant being sort of a generic... Bulldog. Being, yeah, being a generic sort of hardo guy might, might play well in that part of North northern England. Yeah. Would he dig into being like the AirPods guy, do you think? I don't know if he would do that with Jesse with the way, Jesse. the same way he That's did with Ralph. That's a good quirk, though. I mean, I wonder what, <laughs> what, is Ralph, what is Ralph asking him to listen to? Yeah. Yeah, well, I wonder if he's ever asked, like, can I have something a little more discreet than these fucking air, AirPods? Can I, have, just, like, can I have, like, a black earpiece, like, behind my ear or right. some shit? It's not even, like, a translation. He's just doing Duolingo exercises, like, on the sideline. I mean, like, in fucking, um, like, like, RBNY right now, like, Eibler has, like, an iPad on, like, mm -hmm. a pedestal now right. that they have on the bench with them. And he's, like, talking to people, but I think he has, he has, like, a little mic, like, in his shirt or something. Is not fucking earpods? Like, we're AirPods. Yeah, I feel like, like this has been a thing in sports for a while that, like, just having a little bit more of a professional looking like earpiece. Yeah. What if it just falls what out one day and it's lo-fi hip hop beats to chill the best? <laughs> what if he just has weird shaped ears? You know, have you ever and, seen and, that? And, do the, and the only thing that fits are AirPods. Air, air, AirPods. Yeah. All right. Well, um, <laughs> God, <laughs> well, I don't, who knows who DC is going to hire. Does it even matter? Um, they were hopeless. I mean, yeah, the story that came out about Lasada, not to turn this into a DC podcast, but the story about Lasada was that he basically cold called them when he found when he just literally like read on the internet that DC had spent like three months trying to find a coach and we're interviewing Chris fucking Armas. And God damn it. Yeah. He's he's proving all of the boomer parents right that you can just go ask for a job and they'll give you one. Yeah, damn it. Why, yeah. Don't, why don't you just, you like soccer, why don't you just go down to the Red Bulls and ask if you can coach them? Why don't like, you just go move into Bobby Robson's flat yeah. and uh, or next door to it? You play and, that football manager game. Yeah. Why don't you just show them your save? And, and I'm sure they'd give you a job. Um, fuck you, Lasada, that for for setting us all back. He's a fellow millennial, I'm pretty sure, right? Yeah, pretty much. All right. Well, uh, I think it says a lot about DC in general that uh, they just put up no fight. No one even we barely even remembered that we played them. It feels like a formality. It really does have the tone of playing a lower league side. Yeah, um, two geez. two weeks in a row. Well, or two like, rounds in a row. I, I feel like for DC, I was kind of like, yeah, I was kind of like shit posting a little bit. It's like, what if we see Daniel Edelman or like? And Edelman was actually one of the yeah. more senior guys on, or, or like one of the more normal names on the list, right? And I was gonna be, end. but you know, like I don't even think I would have just gone as hard as Cameron Harper and Jason Bendon, you know? Yeah. Well, lo, lo and behold, little we did we saw know him in person. Little right? did we know. Oh yeah. my god, he is. Fast in person, yeah. 
Amazing. Speedy little boy. I, we were in Philadelphia. We were on the other side of the field from the benches. So couldn't really, I couldn't read out any of the numbers on their shorts or anything. So when he was warming up, I was like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> like, like, is that, is that CCJ? I was like, oh, it looks like it could be like a 20 something, like 23. And then I announced it. I was like, oh my God, no fucking way. You were this there. is better than Yuba. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you weren't even there for the, um, for the, the Harper sub because you were going to the bathroom then. Yeah, and I remember no. like you. I, I called back. I was like, yeah, they took off Klamala for Cameron Harper, and you were just like, wait, I didn't even see you. What? Yeah, that was that was that was, uh, that was a wild one. Um, but okay, yeah, I mean, we beat so we beat DC what four now? Three now? Three now? Same thing. Should have been four. Yeah. Uh, Lucini scored the first goal off of a really tidy ball from Drew. I really rated that a lot. Yeah, I feel like the thing I liked about that in particular was that. Lucinius, he wasn't necessarily expecting that pass, but he was sort of doing the run a little bit already to the point where he could just sprint a little bit and latch onto it and sl- and slam it home, which it was relieving after all of the games before this week that like uh, to have a goal where not hundred percent everything went right in order to score. It was right. like, yeah, Lucinius wasn't perfectly in stride with that already, hitting it on thing. He was able to just sprint and beat the keeper and slam it home. And I was like very cathartic in that sort of way. And doesn't feel I feel like it's not an accident that 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 is what let the floodgates open for us to start scoring more in DC. Um but yeah, I mean, who who scored the second goal? Uh, Token. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was nice as well. Who who put in the cross for that again? Lukin, yes. Mm. Who else? Token. Uh, Heard is talking Curtis shit. Heard is talking shit. I guess we had published that morning. Yeah, so he obviously he, he listens it. first thing in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> the whole team listened on the bus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, you know, bearded Reyes is is a real killer. <laughs> like fuck yeah. Our Finally, whole, someone yeah, mentioned I'll... it again. <laughs> Our whole team is like that Derek Etienne tweet, but you know, they don't have to ask for it. We just give it to them. Which which tweet? The one where like someone was like, Oh, um, I think they asked the the coach, like, uh, Derek Etienne like gets motivated if you say stuff and then people just started like insulting him on Twitter to motivate nice. him or something. Yeah. Yeah. But uh Tolkien streaked through and uh, you know, I did, I wasn't necessarily asking for him to score goals, but I didn't mind just the nice uh strong well, it was the first time volley, right? Yeah, Off his with foot. his was his right foot. He his kind right of like he had to sliding. he had to weirdly uh, kind of yeah. contort himself into and, it, but he did it. And he, I mean, he said after the game that it was, uh, you know, it, it makes sense. It's it's something that lines up with what we've seen both this year and last year. That uh, Struber wants the wingbacks to be scoring. He wants mm-hmm. the wingbacks to be getting in the box on the opposite end of overloads on the other side. And uh, you know, good to see you know a plan. Whatever, whatever the fucking A team phrase is, what a, <laughs> good to see a plan go into action or whatever. Oh yeah, know. yeah, come together, come. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, and then was it Zach Ryan who got his first goal? Yeah, yeah. Lovely, nice little touch. We love, we love having a nice signature goal to to end a day in DC. We were joking in the group chat about the final game at RFK in 2017, which had also very legendary 11. They started that match rather than just being subs, but that game was ended by none other than Gonzalo Verón with his last regular season goal for the New York Red Bulls. <laughs> and the very last goal in RFK 
Although, wait, they might have played one more match there next season. Nah, it right? doesn't matter. I yeah, it's basically nah. yeah, it's <laughs> they um, that was a that's that is truly the peak form of MLS was that that squad. That was the last moment of the good old days. Yeah, yeah that that was the end of the good old days mm-hmm. in MLS. The the only other thing of note, really, I think of DC is that Long goes down with what looked just like a regular kind of sprain. And then my reading of him being subbed out was everyone looking around being like, yeah, why, why am I playing? Yeah. <laughs> this is dumb. And he just went out of the game. DC ain't shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no reason to risk it. Didn't Somebody else got pulled out for a similar precaution, right? Uh, the- Edwards had a little bit of a knock. Right. By the end of it. Yeah. But he's obviously he's fine back, too. Yeah. 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 So. Um, Philly? Yeah. Easy peasy. We're playing Charlotte next in oh, the Oh, Lucas cup. Monzone also had a little knock. Oh, okay. Right. Lucas Monzon plays. Yeah. yeah. He only plays in DC. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Is that the only, had he played there before? That yeah, was, he, that was his only sub. <clears throat> he came in uh, as an injury sub. Say, for hey. who who was it for? Tolkien, I think. He played like he came Tolkien in. Tolkien or Tarek? It was somebody. Or, or Goodman. Wow. Oh, so yeah. Was playing left wow, back. that's yeah. a throwback. It was like that's a, a, weird, that's a real... It was already weird. Something about the format. Yeah, it might have been Goodman. Yeah. That's a name I haven't. Re- that's that's a real Metro fanatic deep cut. Amra Taras. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <you> know? <laughs> oh, the the is that, is that going to be the Metro Wordle, the Metrudel, or whatever they're calling it? <laughs> um, but yeah, nothing has disproved my assertion that Luxman's on his world class. So uh, glad to see that proven, and we're moving forward. We're playing Charlotte in the next round of the cup, which I guess they're still doing the regionalized thing. Sort of a drag, but hey, nice to play another lower league side yep. going, going forward, get a little bit of variety, uh, not just getting stuck with New England or City, although we're going to play the winner of them, which is a bit boring, but um, and it's going to be at home, right? Or it's going to be at MSU? It's going to be MSU. I'm not going to make it out there. Yeah. What, are they, what is they have like an obligation, like a graduate, like their graduation or something? Oh, yeah. Hudson yeah, Community, yeah, College. Community College. It's like part of their contract. They have to host yeah. it. The Yanmar Executive Class of right. 2022. Oh, Four Sigma. Yeah. yeah. Which I, I, you know, I think if they, they should just be, if they're going to do this, if they know they're going to do this once a year, regardless of the schedule conflict, if they just like got out in front of it a bit and they announced it as like a thing as like a attempt to like hold X amount of rounds at Montclair or like they could even try to pitch it as like come out to Montclair to like get familiar with it. It's like our second stadium. Like it would come off more as like a thing than like, you know, just sneaking it in when that draw happens. Just make it. It's a, it's the magic of the cup. You know, you get to watch a, a real intimate, Exactly. Yeah, a cup game. I'd love to like watch a game in Montclair, but I just literally Cannot can't get, get there. there. Yeah. In a fucking How do you even do it? So it's yeah. a bus, right? You got to take yeah, bus which, from Port Authority, and then but just then, like, like getting walk back. Around. It's like I'm terrified of finding that bus in the middle of Montclair, New yeah. Jersey, too. I was under the impression that Montclair was just a place they invented for the Sopranos. I didn't even yeah. know it was real. I thought everyone was pulling my leg this whole time. Yeah, but now the first team's gonna play there it twice. Was- Ugh. It was the name of the lab that the Bradley family was uh, test tubed from. Right, it was like right. down the street on John Galt Way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll get to later. But uh, <laughs> I mean, like that's not a that's not like the team's fault that it's impossible to come on, Claire. It's like the, a failure of American infrastructure. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Uh, <laughs> I mean, don't, don't get me started. <laughs> like, you know, but um, yeah. So fuck Charlotte. 
easy peasy. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even worried about. We tagged. It. I tagged their stadium for us last month. So oh, nice. Yeah, nice. They're, the the vibes are. Oh, you planted are, the uh, red uh, the Red Sox jersey into the new Yankee Stadium. Oh yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah. they did that in Sevilla as well. There was a. I think there was a um, Betis guy who was working on the crew of a new. Anyway, it's like the one. The one. Uh, skyscraper in Sevilla. It's like, you know, 80 stories higher than any other building there. It was a big deal. And then he planted a Betty scarf like in the concrete and they actually like dug it up and either removed it or added a Sevilla scarf as well, just because it was like controversial. So glad, glad to see that we're on that level here as well. I would respect it if Charlotte, if Charlotte was petty enough and like thorough enough that they actually found out about me saying this shit and banned me from ever working press there in the wow. future yeah that would be like my name is up on the wall my face is up on the wall they know you're yeah a, a shell propagandist for yeah yeah then well and then I, i'm a vagrant vandalist on, oh, on true, their property right. mm -hmm. yeah yeah That'd be a shame. If Lifetime ban. If from your all name got blackballed, that would be a shame because Peaches and I had a great time just wandering around fucking PPL Park or whatever it's Using called. Using your name. Yeah, just yeah. Be, yeah. people being like, hey, go, hey boys, like, can I help you? We're like, hey, you know, we're just with Ben Cork. Well, yeah, I'm, you know, just we're picking up, we're giving him a ride. You know, and they're like, all right, well, you can't you can't be here. Just go somewhere else. It's not my problem. <laughs> go, go be somewhere you're not allowed somewhere else. Yeah, we did that for like 30 minutes. We were just like kind of always within 500 feet of Matt Harmon and Steve Jolly, who are <laughs> basically our friends now. You right. know? It's good to see that they hang out together at work. Yeah, yeah. I, they were do, they were doing the same fucking thing we were. I don't, I don't, I don't know why they were going back and forth between so many places, just walking around with a backpack, chilling. But yeah, we had a great time just slinging your name all around the stadium, being right. like, "Yeah, no big deal." Uh, we also we neither of us were wearing red, so we did a little bit of incognito in uh, at the Sons of Ben little uh, high school rally party that they had with before. The effigy. Yeah. Oh, they got to beat up, yeah, they got to beat up a car, like, outside of the... Did they do the car again? No, no, it was just... You know. They did that last time. Oh, yeah, yeah they did. They, they literally I think did that's that. actually a high school, like... They yeah. did that at my high school. No one was into it. Everyone was like, what? Like, because... And it's, like, <laughs> vaguely about drunk driving or something. Oh. Yeah. Uh, okay. It's weird. It's very, it is very, like... But it's the same energy as, like, what they did. It's very field like, party energy, yeah. Yeah, field day at, like, yeah. Yeah, it's, like, dazed and confused, but, like... A bunch of like 35 year old guys who own airsoft rifles and ATVs. Ugh, real. You just described the entire Philadelphia Union fan base. So. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's all, it's like, all, real... it's all Bam Margera, dude. You said it, it was like, yeah, this, this is very Pennsylvania. And then Everyone, I was like looking at the crowds, like, yeah, you're right. This is like a very looks Pennsylvania. So fucking Pennsylvania there. It's, <laughs> we've gone there. I can't remember if we, Press, press record by the time I said this, but I, I, we've just been there so many fucking times the last two years. I think I'm good for a while. I remember, like, yeah, before um, before the thing, like when they were doing the the burning the Red Bull thing, which you know we were there because we, we thought it would look sick, but they even fucked that up. Yeah, they can't fucking light a fire. 
Because um, they, they were like spraying, spraying it down with rubbing well, alcohol and, but the beforehand. Way, the way it came out looking was that it wasn't like the, the face of the bull was like standing strong and firm and yeah. it just was had flames coming off of him and it looked sick. Like, well, it didn't even look as cool as it should have looked because right. they like, yeah, they like lit sparklers under it and sprayed it with like rubbing alcohol instead of like doing anything, you know. And the Chester Fire Department was there. The Chester Fire Department's, their trucks are like puke orange Tan, colored. Yeah. <laughs> Beige. <laughs> That, if that's what the color they think fire is, that explains a lot. <laughs> but, and but yeah, like it's it's a you know it's an easy trip to make, but the vibes are not. Yeah, great but like, they were do, like starting or like a go. The vibes weren't even weird this time. The way Philly's like stadium presentation is. Yeah, like, they were starting like a go back to specifically North Jersey chant because I feel like they, they felt didn't like say North Jersey. Well, not in the stadium, but like right before the thing, like the guy who was like leading the chant with the megaphone at least was like, I think didn't want to alienate the South Jersey people, so they were like specifically uh, saying North Jersey. Did he really? Yeah, that's funny. I will admit that that was starting to annoy me, not because I care about Jersey. I, you know, I'm not from Jersey, but just because they're from fucking Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania which is much they're worse. They're from the freakish, most bizarre place in the fucking country. And I was, yeah, this is absolutely just, just terrible vibes. I don't know, but it, there's a degree of morbid curiosity, though, because it's not like being at a city game, you know, where you're actually kind of hate and wish they would all disappear forever. This is just sort of like your weird... Zoology. <laughs> yeah, this is like your weird long-lost cousin that you didn't know existed until you're an adult, and then you visit their home, and you're like, God, God, all right. <laughs> and they're like weirdly obsessed with you. It's clear that their their parents have been telling stories about their cousins to them their whole life, and you, you know nothing about them. It's that kind of vibe. Um, and it's very clearly that just the highlight of their year. So um, it felt very good to get a point off of them and tell them to fuck off and then mm. get out of there. I think that's a good point too. In like terms of the atmosphere or like, you know, it's not like, I don't know. I wouldn't like anyone who would insist that it's like, they're trying to push the rivalry. It's like, Oh yeah, they are like, they are trying a little hard. And it's like a little, they try hard at everything. Yeah. It's a little lit, little brother kind of, and, I was and we've said this a lot, but it's like, they, they like make a little clip every time. Like yeah. they make a little video. I figured out, there was that clip they played. It looks like it might just be their pre-match video they play for every single match, where it's some British guy talking, looking into like a weird <laughs> in-between space. But then he does then look at the camera, so it all it fucks up the whole eyeline thing. It's very weird talking about how is good it? Philadelphia is. And I was watching. I was at the laundromat today and saw him commentating afterwards the Arsenal match and it's Danny Higginbotham yeah, I was gonna say, who I yeah. guess is their guy but I was sitting there being like who the fuck is this why do I like like why do I care about this and I guess he's their color analyst I, I was behind Sebastian Latou in the oh, media yeah. buffet line and everybody was trying to get their their five seconds with him he was wow. he was the how big was, man on campus did he expect was, you to recognize him uh he, no he didn't really he didn't really acknowledge me or gesture to me at all but he was you know he just he just he has a very like you know like inspector clouseau like funny comic french accent uh, mm -hmm. excuse me for pocket watching but what was his plate like you know like his buffet plate i mean they didn't i mean i'm not not to denigrate it because it was nice but uh it wasn't a lot of variety to Philly's buffet, it was basically just like, just like a salad and like ZD and meatballs and okay. shit. Do you get cheese whiz with it, or do you get provolone? <laughs> no, they had they had only the fancy stuff. There was no there was no Gino's like 
Chipotle sauce or whatever. Yeah, you didn't get whiz wit. What yeah. one one thing I did I noticed this time that I don't think was there last time is that they have a new stand uh, called Chanks, right? <laughs> Chanks. It's pizza yeah. cones. Yeah, yeah. It's like one of their sponsors now. It's I a, think you can get. It's like a they pizza a, cone that has pizza stuff yeah. in like a wrapped thing. I, I and kinda, there's also like ice cream version. I too. honestly kind of rate their concessions. They have a lot of like the little mom and pop stands and stuff. Like, yeah, it's not so bad. I just yeah, <laughs> Chanks was very funny though. Yeah, I got some old bay fries. Captain Captain Janks should be. And they just gave me their, cheese sauce. Their their uh, their like fan or whatever of the match was Doctor E Anders Kolb. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking guy, Doctor fucking Dr. E Anders Kolb. He was there. He was fucking there in his little Philly kit, and he was doing doctor things. So good for him. Um, but the golden Subaru was there. Yeah. Which we've, we've discovered. We looked into their little golden Subaru that they have and it looks like it's actual, someone's actual car <laughs> that they drive around. I didn't see a big structural Bailey this time. Did you? I think they might've brought, like the weather was bad enough where they might've just like put the dogs back into the cages and put them away or something. But they, they didn't even have like the big blow up dog mm-hmm. though. The big, uh, maybe wasn't that like a Purina or something sponsorship? Oh, maybe they, I maybe think it's a super it. like initiative. But oh, for the, dogs. um, yeah, but the uh, you know, the golden uh, the golden super is a false idol. I don't know if they know that. They're That's worshiping. true. Yeah. yeah, the true idol is the Red Bull. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they really they basically did the Wicker Man bit. <laughs> I was like, thank you, they f- but they fucked it up. You know, they didn't. They just need to put someone inside it and burn them alive, but. <laughs> Um, it was a lovely haunted dewy day on the river as well. So it was just kind of nice in that respect. The drive down, yeah, and the drive down was very uh foggy and uh stormy. The the dock looked very foggy as well. I have a lot of moody black and white shots I took. Such a bizarre place. How how was the uh food situation after the game? Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was it was okay. On a ra- it is it is it is in some ways the least fucked yet. But there's a new there's a new two oh two fucked space <laughs> that we've added. The Philly trip is undefeated and <laughs> just really adding new fucked places is that we're driving back and, and we uh, we only were getting off because somebody had to piss kind of bad. Yeah. Like, well it was like a it was like a we just mentioned, Oh yeah, I'm down to get a bite to eat still. And then I was like, actually I kinda have to go to the restroom. So we just really abruptly got off at like the first Wawa sign that we saw. Um, and it was, you know, almost like it was an act of God. I didn't actually have to piss you guys. I had to, I had to like, I had to drop one, you know? So it was like, okay, I can't, I can't play around with this. It was not a fun scenario, but then we get off in uh fucking, I don't know, Florence, New Jersey, like literally the first exit into New Jersey off near that Trenton area. And we do the big old loop to loop and get around and we have to do a U-turn on a, a street, a little tiny industrial street between two giant corporate industrial parks. The street is called John Galt Way. <laughs> <laughs> the guy from the Fountainhead. I after I looked at it and like one of them played like the one of the businesses on the side was like you know CX four three you know uh, industrial plant you know, something extremely ominous and vague. And then I went back and looked at it on Google Maps later, and one of the buildings is listed as just Megatron. <laughs> <laughs> so we go to Wawa. 
where, as Cork pointed out, there was one guy who was just doing scratch-offs there for like 45 minutes. Sure. We just eat in the, te- the empty Tesla chargers because there's like 80 Tesla charger spots at this Not Wawa. Not a single one was yeah. used at any point. The gas station attendant wasn't even there then. And I forgot that we're, despite being on John Galt Way, we're in, we were in like Nanny State, New Jersey, where I was worried that we wouldn't even be able to do, you, you can't even let do your gas if no guy's there. Bird was trying to like, if no one's here, we could just like, and that was, you know, very well, you, you pulled in and you're like, oh no, I don't know if we can gas. I was like, if you need me to do it, I know how to do it. I can show you how to do it. It's, it's foreboding, Brit. You're not allowed to do Even it. Even if no one's there. Especially if no one's See, there. See, this is when I got the appeal of the John Galt way. <laughs> this moment, it was all a, a, a psyop. It's because you've never had to fill up on a, a cold, snowy day, Brit. You don't understand. I there's, guess. there's an inverse of this where there's some like libertarian Philly Union podcast that <laughs> That drives to Harrison for for every game, and they get lost in some some weird stretch of like Essex County, where there's a street called like Antonio Gramsci Way <laughs> or something. Like, yeah, and they're just ranting about all of the communists in New Jersey. Well, so it is. But yeah, uh, John Galtway delivered had a delicious burger. Americans love to eat burgers. I'm one of them. Yeah, Wawa burgers are uh, pretty pretty solid there. Hit the spot. Nice. Um, they, we're they we're on a recurring a burger basis right now. We just returned from Smash Burger. After. That was our that was our reward. That was our trophy for winning, which I enjoyed without even playing. So that's the setting of of our scene uh, <laughs> today. For our game against Philadelphia, <laughs> very uh, exasperated vibes it really took a lot out of me actually when i got home i I was like fuck that was a lot yeah i mean it kind of it it was you know in fluid with kind of the game itself i suppose it was also funny because there was a whole there's a whole bus that went down uh of the supporter section but like weirdly enough really the only people we knew were like steve and larissa who got off? Who were part of the away thing? We didn't really know anyone else there, so we just sat like I guess Jav a section around, over. Yeah. Oh yeah, I don't know if he was in the supporters section. Yeah, but we just sat one section over. We just kind of chilled, chilled, but also talked shit when. The or time also came. like you know because we were plain clothed, we were able to escape the the whole process. I did too. enjoy the casual look. We were, we were. Um, <laughs> This, this was sort of our informal, I guess, Torcida. Uh, I was wearing CP Company, so yeah. I was like... Although know. we weren't really with them, so... No. I guess well, we, we, were, did, we were repping for... We did, we did a bad job of, of hooliganism. We, were, we, we just kind of obeyed the rules a bit, but we bent them, you know, just walking around. Yeah, we had the spirit of breaking them. That's true, that's so true. Um, but, yeah, we... I enjoyed the match from that perspective as well. It was sort of rowdy. It felt, and also for some reason, there's no, there's a signal when you're down in the concourse with a billion people, but once you're upstairs there, there's no fucking signal there. So I had no choice but to really just go with the flow watching the game. And the angles there are not as good at RBA. So sometimes it is actually quite difficult. Um, but it was a good first half. Doing a lot of neck reaching that game for sure. Yeah, and then yeah. somebody actually fucking came and sat next to us. I'm yeah. like, you know, they're assigned ass seats. And people were like, you know, Yelling at me, kind of like because they're Philly fans to sit down, and I was getting excited for plays. But you know, oh, they were. I was wondering if that was going to happen. Yeah, but you know, it's because all the it's it's the Germanic soul of all the people down in <laughs> Philadelphia and Scandinavia. They they crave rules. <laughs> oh, oh, I, I mentioned this before, but they really do cheer for everything. 
But then also they get quiet as fuck so yeah, fast. Yeah, yeah. I they they yeah, we they had a clearance first half cuz I I think we were the better team first half. Uh I think we were better, the better team the whole game. Yeah, there there was like, mm, you know, I was I was watching a period the the, the highlights again in a jog memory. There was a 10 minute period where we were we were pretty ugly. Um Survive, surviving. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but in a way, yeah, exactly. But like yeah. a big team kind of way. Right. And also they I mean, they deserved their goal. Our, our, it was a pretty massive fuck up on our part. So we weren't the better team when that happened. But we were, we were the better team the first half, I would say, comfortably. And we, we were, I think, we were missing a final pass, but we seemed to be advancing a plan. Like when we were pushing the ball forward uh, into their final third, it was as a result of um, executing what we intentionally wanted to do, getting the ball to either Drew or Lucanius and having them... Um, kind of pivot around or, or maneuver out of trouble there, push forward and then find the wide players um, to then push towards Philadelphia's goal. Whereas Phil, when Philly was getting the ball, from my perspective, it always felt like they were latching onto a second ball every once in a while and immediately were running to the sideline just to escape pressure. And they did get down to the to end line a couple times the first half and, you know, whipped in a couple crosses but I think it was much more reactive than we were, the way we were playing in the first half. So they didn't really build numbers. In right. Yeah. And then there wasn't really, none, none of their midfielders are really controlling the ball. I mean, Bedoya was real quiet that whole match. I don't, I don't remember him really ever being on the ball. I feel like the only time I noticed him playing was when he committed a foul. He's such a weird player to have survived in their like kind of, energy drink era yeah um, he's a weird face. player to have to be like kind of one of their signature guys too yeah. he's not really likable he doesn't seem to want to be liked he wasn't really a big like men's national team guy when it was like he's he's he's, thing, he's alex wheel like from a yeah like, kind of you know technical standpoint when he like, his, his peak of the national team was um in a sense it was kind of like when trundle was on the national team different different players different positions but it was both a vibe of like oh huh yeah i guess they've been playing in a european first division for a while now haven't they yeah kind of quietly and then yeah he was never really a star or i think he had like one highlight goal when he's over there once a first division team yeah. right i mean yeah. i mean <laughs> yes first division in the i don't know how do you say Le Farmers area <laughs> <laughs> or something. I don't know. Um it's it well now that we're kind of like off on this tangent, I I do kind of think because this was something that sort of came to me during the game and it, it sucked that the Neelises kind of had the Neelai had kind of a chaotic second half because um it kind of struck me because Bedoya is kind of the the pre version of this that because I mean Bedoya is like what like 32 33 now 35 35 really? yeah fucking still fucking playing unless, yeah, unless the FOP mob is is leading us leading me astray yeah no I was thinking before years, like, yeah, like is Bedoya retired because he was yeah. doing those videos before it's like he's he's still starting for this team? yeah, yeah actually, I was surprised to see him show up in the starting lineup um but yeah so then even more so um Bedoya is kind of the pre version of this but i was just thinking it kind of like you know struck me watching both nihilist brothers in this game how they are examples of how just the the most kind of like run-of-the-mill 
replacement level American player that you find coming out of, you know, just a random suburb somewhere is so much better and more fluent in the game now than they were like 10, 15 years ago. Um, you know, like Sean Nealis, especially Sean Nealis didn't even play club ball. He just went straight from playing high school to Hofstra. Um, and just like those types of just like random, just soccer jock guys that are around who some of them happen to make it to the pro levels are on such a higher level tactically and technically than they were in the Alejandro Bedoya age where like you were kind of just saying, Brett, um, just a guy kind of lucking into a weird European gig for a few years was enough to get you onto the national team. Like, yeah, I almost um, hesitate with the Trendolo comparison because Trendolo was, was quality. Good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, like like yeah, like Dylan Dylan Nealis now, even though fucking the the goddamn discourse online has staked him out as you know a witch to burn or whatever right now. But um, I watch Dylan Nealis and I think just like that kind of you know 23 24 year old you know rando american player is so much better than you know alejandro bedoya was 10 15 years ago so i will i will fess up that i i have been i was unimpressed with dylan nealis to start the season for sure but i think getting him that those minutes in the open cup games was nice and i think the dc game is actually a good one for him as well where i think it was an opportunity that he took to be a little bit more bold. I mean, are these the mirror image to what we we're talking about with Tolkien then mm-hmm. um, on the right to Tolkien's left, where he had a couple good moments where he just made more decisive moves. I think going in on a tackle kind of pushing forward, you know, I think the cross was often not there, but that's, that's fine. I think the more important thing was just like the decision-making and in, in, if the cross was there, he'd be like a $4 million player right. or something. But, I mean, yeah. yeah, it's like if, if, Tom Barlow could do everything he knew he needs to do. Hmm. Be fucking, I don't know. Holland wouldn't be getting any minutes. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a very Tom Barlow game. I felt like he did like pretty much everything he needed to I do. I know it was, it was like, but it was, it was just like, like God, he just didn't have yeah. like he just like, oh, never right shown there. that he has like it. Like you, you that, can really like, see it in person. You're like, oh, he's right there. He's got it, but he just doesn't. Just have a it. little bit, yeah, yeah, just a little bit more, and you would like have we it. just need to transplant someone else's just give him like to his brain. You know, just he like, needs like two point five percent more, and then he's perfect. But yeah, or we need to give him a little bit of the messy drugs. Give him like an extra tendon in his leg <laughs> to make him just go a little bit faster, and that yeah. can compensate for it. That's a digression, anyway. But I, I do think Nealis has got Dylan Nealis got a little more bold the last couple of weeks in a way that I like. If nothing else, because it just shows like a direction to how we want to push our players that is welcome compared to the last couple of years of Red Bull management, like, you know, zoomed out management of how we see the players progressing. Tolkien, I think to that extent also showed that on Saturday against Philly, there was one moment in the first half we both picked out was he had like a first time cross right into the box that ended up getting blocked by Philly. Didn't come to anything, but we were like, great. That was the right idea though. Mm -hmm. Instead of just sitting on it and, sticking it around and eventually losing it on a long switch. It was just right in there. The double yellow situation was frustrating as hell though in person. It was, it was extremely confusing. Yeah. And then when I did get a little bit of signal, I figured out that nobody else really knew what was going on either. But, um, it was, it was pretty much a yellow. It was maybe 
maybe a bit harsh um, if you're a ref who, you know, doesn't want to blow the game up over something like that. But um, yeah, I mean, what can you really say? The I mechanism. Mean, it was just a weird. I mean, it was, it was kind of a deal where, I mean, his first yellow card, Dylan Nealis, came from him being, you know, basically like an undersized center back. And having to, you know, kind of, uh, you know, not to be rude, but Connor laid his way into some challenges, like, you know, overdoing them and, you know, picking up a lot of persistent fouls and picking up the yellow eventually. Um, but then, yeah, the second yellow was him just, you know, clipping a guy late and you can't do that. When yeah. The confusing one thing yellow. was that I thought it was, it was unclear because there was the big pushing fight where it was like the two minutes before that mm-hmm. two yeah. minutes before that Cornell we got a pair of mutual one yellow for Philly one yellow for us not for Nealis but it was on his side of the field so it was it, it was, was unclear whether that was what right did it. and also yeah. I was not I saw it like right after it busted off but like I missed the initial push or whatever or like what if there might have been a hand to the face or something mm. that might have instigated it all so it wasn't totally clear but they kick off, they move forward. There's a whole series of play. The ball goes out or is offside. Um, so VAR is out of the window at that point. It's like you can't VAR something after game has continued or if it stopped and they restarted it. So then when they he's just sitting there, he hasn't signaled that there's a VAR going on. Then he walks over and yellow cards him again. I, I assumed it was VAR. I assumed it was something and I assumed like it was probably in reference to the fight or whatever. Mm. And I was like, you can't give him a second yellow on the, like after it all redid, but then apparently yeah, he it was had, he the had played, fourth he had played, official. Yeah. Well, and he, yeah, they had played advantage for like a minute or two, yeah. like FIFA style. And it's, oh, um, so it was in that period after the fight. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, he clipped Santos on a challenge on the far side of the field. In the run of play though. In the yeah. run of play. Oh, yeah. see, I thought it was like, it was in the run of play Santos. leading up to the fight. And then I, somebody said that it was the fourth official recommended to give a yellow to it, him, it, but the it, first but official didn't hear it. And that because it was the it fourth was, official, not VAR, it that was he could either, give it later. The foul happened after the scuffle. I think. Yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, foul, yeah. The, the, the play continued after play started again after the fight. And then there was a play where Santos had it on the far side near the benches. Um, and, Dylan Nealis came and clipped him after Santos got the ball away. And it was either, yeah, playing advantage or the ref, the, the field ref didn't even see it. And it was un- until the, you know, assistant, um, you know, radioed him to do it. So. Which was confusing because you, know, you can't VAR a double yellow either. Hmm. Right. Right. It was confusing. It sucked. It was uh, annoying. Yeah. In, in person, it was definitely confusing. But, you know, you watch the replay and, you know, people said, right, it seems pretty pretty much like a it was pretty much yellow. a yellow yeah. yeah like but um i mean it was a weird circumstance that we were even starting him anyway because right. long was out as a precaution Reyes is still hurt um i mean i guess we could have had edwards there from the get-go which is what we shifted to i will say that we did not adjust well on the fly um that i mean how the mistake that come that comes for the first goal happens even before this fight it it was nealis sean nealis just kind of making a meal out of everything. Weak clearance and gets caught in no man's land when Gazdag just does a one-two and scores on him. Uh, kind of weird for him to have such a severe fuck-up in what other otherwise was a really good 
game. Um, but I mean, I don't know. Like he's he does kind of have to own that fuck up. It's pretty pretty bad. I don't I, I don't know. Um, but the first half we were tracking all of their long balls beautifully. Like everything they're trying to go long was falling directly to the heads of our center backs. Second half, they found a way to disrupt that one way or the other. I don't know. We were, they're finding the space in between our center backs a little bit more. And then when Edwards and Sean Nealis were the two center backs, I think they just struggled to get into a rhythm and communicate to each other. And they're getting yanked over the field a little bit more, but we bent, we didn't break. Um, and we hung in there just enough to, I think, build a bit of composure and present a bit of a recurring threat going forward, pretty much always through Lucanius. Mm-hmm. Once again, yeah, it became a, monster. a real one-man show in the last 20 minutes or so. He was just, like, untouchable. Like, he mm-hmm. couldn't bring him down. He was just slipping out of it. He was, every, like, forcing it up the field. They were, like, planting traps for him, and he was, like, getting out of it, like Roadrunner and Wiley Coyote. Yeah. Yeah. It looked like every time he... Had, and, this they they were attacking away from where we were sitting, so it was sometimes hard to tell how much space exactly he had. But every time he had it, it looked like he was a threat to score. And I was saying like he has to stay on the pitch the whole game. He has to if if he can. And they ended up getting knocked, and and we had already drawn anyway, so it ended up kind of making sense why he got pulled out after taking the hit. But until then, I was like, it looked like every single time he was liable to just knock one in. It seemed like Long was going to come in, and then we scored. He was, the, he yeah. was. He had, he, he was coming in. Um, I don't know who he would have come in for, but it was going to, because I think it was because our center backs, so there was that one period where we were just like, had a couple clearances off the line and really struggling for some um, solidity at the back. And then we scored, and then he sent him back to put a, a, his penny on. Right, and, uh, which was kind of funny to see, because yeah. it was like, oh, you know, that's... It's funny that that solved that problem in a right. way. Yeah. yeah. But, you know. But this is also an opportunity to talk about Cameron Herper, who we have not talked about yet. Yeah, his debut on the pod for 2022. <laughs> like, yeah, probably. Like, literally wasn't even a factor, yeah. Um, playing right wing back. Uh, is this the prop bed, right? It's, is he or Jason Pendon going to get more minutes? Yeah, it might have been those two. Yeah, and it's like Lo funny because they're playing every every game together. Uh, yeah, uh, and it made a lot of sense seeing him out there. He As did, back, yeah, yeah. Which he said something to that end after the match, right? He said he didn't have to think about it at all. Mm. Which is funny because I feel like he was not advertised that way when we signed him, right? As a wing back, he was signed just a regular winger. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I which mean, you can see, like he's like a speedy little yeah. like wide. Well, yeah, demon, I mean, you, know? you 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 do. I mean, you do get different types of space playing from a wing back role than you do as one of kind of the front running wingers. And yeah, in the in the latter role, you do have to kind of you know pick your spots a little bit more and decide what kind of runs you're going to make and stuff like that. Whereas right wing back, you're just always you know on the side of everything and always behind everything and just you know, running into whatever space opens up in front of you and, you know, not much else to do besides just, yeah, cut it in. And, uh, yeah. Um, you know, he, he said to that effect that, you know, that, that, you know, aspect of playing there was improving his game, but also just kind of in a more team sense. Um, I think the way 
you know, obviously Morgan has played there this year and that raised some eyebrows at first. But as time has gone on, um, you know, it, it makes more and more sense because the way wingbacks play, there are they're almost not even really wingbacks. In Struber's system, I think, you know, it's it's been called like a five-man back line. I feel like more than a three-man back line when he goes to that arrangement. But I think it truly is kind of a 3-5-2 or a 3-6-1, whatever formation where the wide players, you know, the wingbacks, so to speak, really are playing more like midfielders and are, you know, not really tasked with, you know, having to you know, stop anybody too much in the wide areas because, you know, let's face it in MLS, there's not a lot of quality wide players, you know, out there to really worry about too much. Um, so I think you can get away with kind of making that position into an offensive gambit with a guy like Morgan or a guy like Harper. And, you know, we're starting to see the results. I mean, Struber's talked throughout the year and even going back to last year about how, you know, his, his goal to the extent that he has a plan and an attack, it's to create overloads out wide. And, you know, Lucinius kind of switching out from a central position is playing a big role in causing those. And then having guys like Morgan and Harper as, you know, a wingback um, is helping, you know, sort of uh, take advantage of those moments as well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, as usual, um, with, with what we've what we've seen since Struber has come on, you know, it's not always working, but there is definitely a plan being adhered to, which you know is something that you can you know keep having faith in as long as the team keeps getting results at a sort of base level. And you know, you said that this might not be like what Harper was advertised at, but I think the skill set of like what Harper was advertised at being kind of a traditional winger. Um, and being played as wingback, you know, kind of makes his job to create space in the wide areas instead of, you know, maybe like further up, all of our players obviously playing a little bit more inverted, right? Or like trying to create or making those runs centrally. Um, mm -hmm. Well, it does seem like the just the right amount of defensive responsibility for him as well. Um, it seemed like he was comfortable dealing with the amount he had to, especially when Pendon came out, came in and there were three at the back. And he was really that pure right back um, role with three center backs behind him. Um, it's just funny. The Struber era, is, the Struber era has been so funny <laughs> in the respect that, I mean, some guys have made steady week to week progress. Like Andres Reyes, he had a weird injury layoff, but once he got in, and then Sean Nealis himself too, those are two guys that like, gradually you're like all right these guys are playing pretty well but then you have all you have other cases where it's just like fits and starts random things like drew and frankie both get sent to the the nether realm for an indiscriminate amount of time and then come back and look like world beaters in a slightly different position that you weren't even sure if Struber was going to play frankie further back i mean it would make sense but previously he's playing further up you have cameron harper get subbed out of a game that he was subbed into and seemingly becoming persona non grata. And then he pops up at a position that in hindsight, you're like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense and probably was a plan for a while, but all like, it seems like him just playing well once against DC made Struber be like, yeah, all right, fuck it. Let's do it. <laughs> and I guess Morgan was out too. Yeah. But it's just, it's funny in that sense that oftentimes these things have 
you can reverse engineer how it was always there or, or look back on it, but it ends up coming up at really weird intervals and, and some somewhat unpredictably, even though it should have been more predictable in hindsight. I think this is the this is the spreadsheet coaching that you know, like it all culminates non organic movements because it was all designed on spreadsheets. This is right? like when you know they they have to when they decode the the war encryptions they have to allow a certain amount to go through and to not let them know that they've you know caught Figure on the code yeah, yeah it's, this is like that version of that the germans <laughs> are really traumatized by that experience and trying to reproduce it um i mean do you think it's possible that we could see harper and morgan on the same at the same time on the same side of the pitch I think it's opened up the option to play Morgan as an attacking player more. If, like that's yeah. what the load demands or like, right. you know, because, you know, I think even with any of our, our like wingbacks to play that role is obviously very physically demanding. Um, and to play week in and week out would be, you know, a lot for anybody. So, you know, having the option at least is really good, but also I think it lets us kind of manage um, those options of like, hey, like maybe Morgan just needs more minutes to play as kind of a creator in in that attacking uh, like 10 role or, or, or something else. But, you know, it's, it's, it's cool that it's, it's a good thing that we have this now in our arsenal chicago is a good game to 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 even see more harper time because nealis will be out anyway right with yeah, his red. Exactly. so so this is great i mean a very opportune timing timing for him right uh, like to to Chicago. <laughs> also it's yeah. like i mean klimala played 45 minutes apparently because he missed enough training midweek from having covid that he's not fit so if Morgan Stuber said today that um, Glimala has been tired um, ever since getting COVID. So he has long so, COVID. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Is uh so Morgan might get a similar treatment where maybe he only gets 45 minutes on Wednesday or something. Right. So that could be another opportunity. I oh, well, just as a last Cameron Harper point to add to the legend, he, uh, he only referred to Struber as the gaffer throughout <laughs> yeah. this press conference. So, that's what we're dealing with. If you played for City, I would relentlessly clown on him for yeah. that. <laughs> you know. Yeah, but you know he's he doesn't. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So fuck Philly. Mm-hmm. Uh, she. Their fans get real quiet when anything bad happens. When they <laughs> when they lose a throw, they get quiet. Although when they win a throw, they go fucking wild as though they they scored a goal itself. Um. Well, any other thoughts before we talk about Chicago and Miami? Looking forward. Let's uh we got we got I'm one sick thought. of talking about Philly. Yeah, fuck those guys. Yeah. Uh we had one thought about Harper for Chicago. Um I mean combine I think on that front the combination of suspensions and fitness from being out for covid protocols seems like it's kind of already setting up a natural rotation for this game. Since we have two in one week, right? Because you're going to have Morgan and Klimala, who I guess are probably going to be on limited minutes. And then I you mean, have Neil is suspended. So we might see more of Harper. Long, I guess, is going to be back. But um, Fletcher is still out. Yeah, what? So he's, he has a hip thing? Muscle tightness. I, mean, I think Struber said thigh last mm-hmm. week. But either way, he got an injection 
today mm-hmm. and but that still means he won't it's not like football manager um he still will not be available until he thinks open cup game in charlotte yeah next week well you know we could afford to drop points it's a home game right <laughs> yeah well it's there have been so many weeks of having lackluster results and yet we still stayed second or whatever but this week we had a pretty good result <laughs> that felt like a win and we dropped a fifth yeah. all of a sudden i mean it shows that the the east is really close i guess yeah or else that we like had a weirdly decent lead somehow um but i mean look chicago i don't know i'm not scared of them i think we should be able to do them at home it seems like just as good just as good of an opponent to to beat as anyone i got a i got an ad there's a four pack for this game you can get four tickets four hot dogs four hot dogs and four drinks wow four hot dog yeah four wow. fountain sodas wow all in one pack can you get that at wawa probably for much cheaper yeah wow um but also looking at it, i feel like a lot of the teams that we've played at home are low-key high on the table now so maybe we went through a tougher part of our schedule than we realized obviously still not ideal but now is the time i think to really shut the door <laughs> we just energize the east everyone who gets a home win yeah every, result really, against we us. should we should get past chicago i feel like the they were only beating us for sort of freakish reasons in the first place in chicago and without a rand delay without although i guess arguably that favored us i don't know without weird hijinks i don't think we'll have any problem they didn't really do anything to earn their goal at in Chicago, that sort of handball incident. Um, so I feel pretty good. Ooh, with will some we get sort to see of... Shakiri in person? Yeah, I guess so. Wow. Add it to the list yeah. of of former, I don't know, World Cup players. <laughs> um, and then Miami. Is that on Saturday or Sunday? I don't know. doesn't really matter, I guess. I guess every, every soccer game happens on the Saturday that's or true. Wednesday. Or yeah, that's yeah. true. Um, and I guess they're not as bad as they have been, but they still fucking suck. Yeah, no, we, we got to get that. Still another, yeah, 4-0 four, four on we the gotta, road is, we gotta is, tax that. is in the cards for sure. I was I would, saying on, uh, we were talking kind of about Miami uh, during the away trip, but like City and Miami should just like be their own rivals against each other. Yeah. I feel like they could just keep con- contained their like cursed in, energy. In the multiverse, only there though, yeah. which is to say nowhere. Right. Yeah. They, they're the only two who are allowed to like care about each other. Right. Um, I would like to say that I'd like to see just a commitment to some sort of striker up top for 90 minutes, you know, because it is sort of weird that Klimala or or someone or Fletcher or Barlow are just never really trusted to do 90 minutes. I would like to just see it do 90 minutes, a couple games in a row, even just as more stable look at how it could come out but with Klimal apparently having long COVID I guess it's out of the equation probably for the next couple matches which is frustrating our striker core is kind of weird right now having an option of mostly Barlow and Ryan I guess and a, a half fit Klimala that's a weird striker core I have to say I don't know um definitely I don't think it's gonna get in the way of us winning but I will look forward to Klimala and then potentially Fletcher being fit in a couple of weeks. I think that'll be very welcome. I mean, lack of goals from our strikers has not prevented yeah. us from getting results. True. So, so I mean, I'm not too, too worried. But Time um, for Lucinius to feast, I guess. Yeah. Although, I feel like Lucinius was the like one guy who 
No, I was thinking of a different game. That was a home game. I was going to say that Chicago kind of impeded Luquinhos, but that was not the game I'm thinking of. It does seem like central to stopping us is stopping Luquinhos, though. So. It's true. We've got, like, Are you we've got like one Portland? of those guys. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. thinking We've got one of those types of guys again. Um, all right. I see six points. Why not? Let's get six. Yep. Why you see not? six points? Yeah. Sure. Sure. Six points. We're still eligible for four trophies this year. True. So. I'd take four. Preferably... I mean, it would hurt to sort of draw in Miami because they're so trash. But I w- it, it would f- it would hurt also to I would rather not win, win at home. At home. Yeah, like, come yeah. on, let's just fucking rip the bandaid off. After the couple way wins that we've done, it feels like the team has gone run the gauntlet of like mental challenges. So let's just let's just get this last one, and get it over with. But all right, hopefully we'll be talking to you with six points next week. It's Alex. 